Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Alpi community call. Um, so today we have a, a exciting lineup. So we, during our monthly community calls, we'll be discussing about the projects that are built on the Interledger protocol. We'll get uh, news and updates from across the community. And this is a great place to ask any questions that you may have or get help from the people who are uh, involved directly with the Interledger ecosystem. Um, so to get started, I would like to invite uh, Alex uh, to share share the updates. Alex, over to you. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, Chris, is Chris on the call and wants to talk about the CFP? Probably, yes. I'll talk about the, uh, the summit. Everybody's been waiting for that. We are. We have finalized the details on the hotel. We have a venue. We have a location. We have a date. The Interledger Summit is going to be on November 12 and 13, 2022, in New Orleans, Louisiana, at the Marriott Hotel in the Warehouse Arts District. The website was supposed to be live a few minutes ago, but because I'm lazy, I forgot to switch it on, and it will be live after this call. Uh, you won't be able to book your tickets just yet. We're working on booking uh, on booking ticket capabilities, but you can find out more information about the summit who's going to be there, and that's going to be the place where we're going to keep updating this. We have travel grants in place for people who can't make it to the summit otherwise, which um, we're going to be we're going to be funding. There's also a CFP available for anyone in the community who wants a slot at the summit. We're working through the uh, we're working through the um, the format of the entire the, the entire event. You should expect the mornings to be packed with keynotes and talks from various different people in the community, from Brianna, from Stefan, from a bunch of other people from um, the intellectual world. And the afternoons we have a seventy-five person hacking space, hacking room which is going to be stocked and ready to let us play on anything intelligent related, anything in the ecosystem. We'll also have a list of things we kind of, you know how every time where there's something that needs to happen in here, we put it on a to-do list that nobody ever gets to. We're going to bring the to-do list with us and we're going to try to, to kind of work through it on both afternoons. And uh, that's going to be two days packed of kind of keynote level talks and, and hacking. All of that is on, on the website. It's going to go live later today. And we're going to try to make the ticketing and CFP available next week as well. I feel like that was the uh, summit update. Chris, do you want to talk about the CFP? Sure. Thanks, Alex. Um, so just a quick update that our call for, uh, call for proposals on uh, ILP-enabled financial services, nodes in the network, um, R&D phase closed on Friday. Um, we got 30 applications, um, which we are actually pretty excited about. Um, also excited that in our initial review, before we move them on to judges, where we just kind of make sure that they they have everything they need, they're of worthy of moving to the judges, all 30 were. So of the 30 that applied, 30 will move on for the judging and review stage. Um, 
Some of you, I think, are judges on this call. We'll be sending out an email today with all the details um, and time commitments and final call for you to decide if you want to be at it or not. So look for your, if, if we've talked to you or someone's talked to you from ILF, be look out from your email today. Um, just to give you a quick overview of the timeline that we are uh, hoping and dedicated to keep on, we'll spend basically the next five to six weeks in that review stage. Um, at that point, our goal is to have decisions internally by mid to, you know, trending late August. At that point, we will notify the applicants. And for those that um, are, su are successful in that process, we'll begin their, their sort of onboarding, um, you know, financial contracts, yada, yada. And um, with a goal of being able to announce and have projects kick off officially by mid-September. So basically be between now, which is amazingly already mid-July, basically, um, through mid-September is the process that going from a, a stack of proposals to a announced list of um, R&D projects uh, that will begin to look at new financial services with Interledger. Um, just as a quick reminder, this means that those projects will be then eligible um, for the next two phases of funding. The second would be the prototyping phase, which basically these projects will be working towards and then applying at that point to move on to fund uh, to prototyping. And then the third phase would be uh, a launch phase um, where the expectation would be that they become a new node in the Interledger network um, through that process. So we're pretty excited um, about these projects. Uh, very global very diverse. Um, I think it's going to be our most diverse set of applications. Um, and we made some improvements in some areas that we'd hoped to from our last call for proposals, even with a wildly different call. Um, so we're excited to dig in and very excited to kick these off in September. Back to you, Alex, unless there's questions. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Alex. Um, so next up, uh, we, we have Yuji from Kyle. Uh, Yuji, would you like to share updates? Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Vinil. So uh, from the Koi side, uh, I'll be reaching out to some of you that have content on the Koi developer website to update uh, the content to reflect the new changes of the spec. That's the web monetization spec that is powered by intelligent documents. And then uh, there's an upcoming event uh, that I think people will be interested in. It's the Apex Developer Summit. So last year, uh, Brianna was one of the speakers and also Alex and Stefan. And there's an open call for speakers currently uh, for anyone looking to talk about the work they're doing with Interledger and how it relates to the SLP. Like, I think it's something that uh, uh, we should look into also. And uh, yeah, getting intelligent out there. So uh, that's it for for Nikoi side. Thanks, Achi. Um, Saban, uh, would you like to go next? Sure. So I'll give the Rafiki update. Um, we have been working on the Open Payments API that is uh, almost 
done. The last thing uh, that we're working on right now is basically integrating it already with the auth server, even though that's not completely there yet. So uh, working on the grant validation for outgoing payments right now, there's an open PR for that. And then we, we still have to do that for incoming payments. Um, yeah, the auth server also, we made great progress there. Um, the interaction piece is uh, merged. So that is um, when a grant is requested, um, the the re resource owner, so basically the, the person the, the wallet belongs to and that is requested access to is, is uh, redirected to their wallet and then they sign in there and then they approve that they actually want, um, let's say, a merchant to, to move money out of their account and then it's redirected back um, to to the merchant side that is in um so that's that's a big step forward and now um we're we're working on the continuation requests uh so the finalization of the grant and uh token access token rotation revocation we also already have um, next things we still need to do also are a little bit of front end work and uh, we we do want to have an option available for developers to to work with this. Um, if you don't have your wallet there yet, there should be an option to to bypass something like that such that you can still develop against it. Um, also, um, we got, we're, we're getting help now from Raphael at Coil, who's working on um, more of the infrastructure stuff. So he already helped us fix our Docker builds that have not been working for forever. Uh, they work again, and now he is um, creating a Helm chart such that we can get a dev cluster up and running. So finally, something that can easily be fired up, and that is what people have been asking for forever. And rightfully so. So hopefully we'll get that soon such that people can start playing with it and cannot just run tests. Um, one other thing um, we'll, I just started working on today is updating Tiger Beetle uh, within Rafiki. So Tiger Beetle has had a, a big update. Um, the Tiger Beetle itself and also the um, note a library for uh, tiger beta so i started working on that and another thing we still need to do is um, create item potency for the uh, internal graphql api um, such that not multiple things can create it at the same time yeah i think that's that's it oh and another thing we also still need to do is uh, work on the key registry um that um is a, a, a thing we need for the auth server such that we can make sure that uh, clients that request access to um, to your account are actually who they say they are. All right, I think that's it. Back to you, Vinil. Thank you. Thank you, Sabine. Also, if any of you have questions for Alex or uh, Chris or Yuchi, Sabine, please feel free to um, uh, jump in and, and, and ask the questions. Great. Um, Adrian, uh, would you sure. like to... Um, so quick update from uh, Fangle's side. Uh, we've got two uh, new people who joined us this week. Uh, very excited to have um, full-time designer, Justin, joined us, and uh, another senior engineer. So that's... Um, yeah, that, that's going to help us from a capacity perspective and um, 
Justin is going to be getting into some of the design work for the Open Payments Network directory, that um, the key registry that, that Sabina mentioned. Um, so yeah, from our side, on let, let me start with that as a project. Um, so the the directory is, as Sabina mentioned, and I think we've raised before, an important sort of piece of shared infrastructure where um, anyone who wants to access interledger enabled accounts through the Open Payments APIs will access them with signed API requests. And the key that they use to sign those um, uh, basically proves who they are. But right now, um, there's no way to guarantee that the key and the identity actually are linked together. So that's the purpose of the directory. It'll be a directory of third-party payment initiators or payment initiation service providers, depending on what terminology you want to use, whether it's you know, PSDT, PSD2 terminology or other. Um, so anyone who accesses the a APIs, and that could be a, a completely standalone third party, like a coil or, or something, or it could be another wallet um, or, or another account provider because they're initiating like a, a pool payment or something, um, would need to be on the directory. Uh, and so the goals, just to clarify the goals right now, the goal is to have a basic MVP up and running within the next sort of six weeks or so, and to make sure we wrap that up when we all, so so uh, Fainboss um, and a number of the crew from COIL and ILF are, are getting together for an in-person two-week um, sprint, uh, and our goal is to have done the bulk of this directory work before we get there and to wrap it up uh, when we're together in Berlin at the end of August. Um, so yeah. From our side, we'll be we'll be doing you know a, a lot of that work initially, getting it going. The goal, certainly from my side, is to have uh, the whole um, directory built and sitting as an open source project uh, under Interledger's GitHub, um, the Interledger Foundation GitHub repo, and for us to be able to hand over actually operating the directory to the ILF once it's built. So we're we're going to help to get it built, but. Um, you know, the governance of who's on that directory and, and uh, what the processes are to get them on and so on, I think will be sort of a co-created by the community, but ultimately enforced by the ILF to start. Uh, and I think um, it's important to point out here that the directory is intended as a bootstrapping mechanism. We need some way for people who host accounts to know who they can trust to access those accounts via the APIs but we also want to create a, an open and, and decentralized system. So right now, the way the APIs are designed is that when you um, access them and you sign API requests, the key, the identifier of the key you use is a URL. And initially, what we'll do as, a, well, certainly for us as Fainboss, as an account provider, we will whitelist the open payments network directory uh, as a, um, you know, keys using Open Payments Network directory uh, URLs. So if that key comes from the directory and we are able to look it up there and verify that it's tied to the client that is claiming to be making the API call, then we'll be happy with that. But the because we're designing it to use URLs, it can expand in future to be, you know, any, any other, you, there can be multiple directories and people can choose as account providers what sort of risk score they associate with different directories and different things. So um, hoping that will evolve in time and it won't be something that's, you know, 
the where there's a sort of central um, point of control or governance that's required by the ILF. It's it, you know we we stick to this idea of, of a vision of, of decentralization. So that's um, that's that's a big piece of work that we'll have hopefully done a bulk of by the time we meet again next month. Um, so I'll be able to report back on that. Um, on our product side, things are moving ahead as planned. So I think last time we spoke, I talked about us having the ability to take on beta, private beta users by the end of this month. We're still pushing for that as a deadline. Um, the We will not have 100% fully functional product as we would have liked by then, but you will be able to sign up. You'll be able to fund your account with real money, You know, link your bank account or your debit card, put money into your FanBoss account, um, withdraw that money again, uh, and then you know move money between you and other Fanboss users via Interledger um, and payment pointers and the whole deal. But the 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 goal will be that's our starting point. We get some early feedback, we adjust, tweak, polish, um, and hopefully by the end of the year we'll have expanded coverage to uh, EU and UK users as well. And potentially outside of Fanboss, we'll be able to do ILP payments uh, to, to other wallets. We're already in discussion with one or two of the existing Interledger wallets who are able to do receiving. Uh, and the goal is that we will f do a phase sort of peering with them. We'll start by peering with them and um, supporting the ability to send from Fanboss to them. Uh, and then uh, we will help them to set up sending from their side and so being able to do sending from them to us and ultimately that they become a fully functioning, you know, open payments API supporting ILP account provider. Um, so I think a fair amount of work to do between now and then as a community to start defining the rules of what it means, you know, to be an ILP account provider. How do we want to do that? And this is going to be one of the challenges of like a community-driven uh, um, or governed, uh, you know, group is um, do you like, do we have a logo mark that proves your, your APIs are compliant? Do we have a certification process? Do we self-certify? Do people just can they just claim that their APIs are compliant with the spec and then we kind of hope for the best, those kinds of things. So there's a lot of interesting stuff for us to kind of figure out on the non-technical side as time goes uh, over the next few months. And that's besides just the the stuff we're used to doing in this community, which is like real low-level protocol design and so on. It's this is more ecosystem design. Um, lots of lessons for us to take from open banking and people who are doing similar stuff. but. Uh, uh, yeah, looking forward to discussing a lot of that in, in Berlin and, and sort of laying out a bit of a roadmap. But hopefully with, with our account going live by the end of the month uh, and then into August and September, we'll be able to, um, we'll, we'll get some real world experience that we can, that can inform how we do uh, a lot of those things. Um, there was something else I wanted to mention from the Fainbus side as an update. No. Can't I can't I can't think of it, but but yeah, that's the bulk of that's the bulk of the update from our side. I think yeah, very excited to by the time we meet in Berlin, already be live and up and running um, for for US resident users. Uh, I want to add we we do have some flexibility there. Um, you know, we have a bank partner that we're working with, and if it, the numbers are small and 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 we can control. Um, 
we, we can control who the, the account holders are, it's possible we may be able to get some exceptions for accounts from non-residents, but I don't want to promise anything. We, we'll take that as it comes, um, but we would love to get everyone in the ILP community access to an account as soon as we can. Um, so we'll let you know. And that's it, yeah, from the FAMBO side. Thank you, Andrea. Um, thanks, everyone. Uh, Matt, uh, would you like to add anything? Uh, great. No, nothing from our side. Just uh, I think the, the one key thing there that we're talking about for the community, and I did discuss this on the Rafiki call um, earlier this week, is we will have a sandbox environment as well. So it won't be real money, but we're hoping that in the process of this, there will be users who will be able to start actually integrating against our APIs before we go live in every jurisdiction, which should unblock a lot of people anywhere in the meantime to at least start integrating. Thanks, Mike. Um, thanks, everyone. With that, we have our uh, updates uh, uh, from, from the team. And now the floor is open for everyone. Um, so if you are working on something with respect to IntelliJ, IntelliJ protocol, uh, we would love to hear. Uh, and if this is, uh, uh, and also you could share uh, uh, the projects that you're working on. So yeah. Please feel free to unmute yourself and uh, share. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, hi everyone. Uh, my name is Jay. I just joined this call. Uh, I met uh, Alex. Uh, you know, just this call before, and he asked. You know, uh, this is going to be international call. So, uh, we are. Uh, you know, uh, spend the bits uh, working on the Bitcoin solution. Basically, we can send P two P and P two B, person to person and person to the business. Uh, you know, using the XRP ledger, and then we are trying to uh, now get involved into the fiat fiat world, the, which is where we are looking for a uh, you know interledger uh, integration. Thank you for joining the the call, Jay. Uh, maybe for one of the uh, one of the future community calls uh, that's going to be in August, um, we can have a, a little demo from Jay and what they what they want to do with. Um, with IntelliJ, with connecting with the IntelliJ network. Talking about that, uh, FinBoss beta accounts, list of beta accounts, a few people on this call, including Jay, would benefit from some of beta accounts when it's available. Also, Mark had a, had a hand up. Mark, do you want to say something? Uh, yes, uh, thanks, Alex. Um, my name's Mark, and I am the co-founder, uh, creator, and um, CTO of Sona Muse, which is uh, NFT music store and streaming platform on the XRP Ledger. So um, the streaming side of our our platform is um, uh, it uses the Interledger uh, protocol, where we pay out artists directly when a user streams their music using um, their coil subscription. So um, on on the streaming on the NFT music store side, it's it's not like a marketplace, but more like a music store where users will be able to listen to music, um, the music before they decide to purchase it. And um, right now, um, the users um, on the streaming platform, the artists who are on the streaming platform, all the all the parties who are involved in a single song are getting paid out using the partial partial revenue share. Um, 
with um, web monetization. So we we basically split the payments um, based on how much of an artist is credited for a song. Um, we're just waiting for um, a coil. Um, we're waiting for um, access to the OAuth from Coil just to allow users to access the streaming platform if they have a Coil subscription. Um, the other question, I, I have a question um, about um, trying to, I, I spoke to Alex and I think Chris as well about this, about like integrating um, um, an XRP Ledger wallet with um, an interledger payment pointer if that's a possibility at some point i think i i mean speaking out of like slight ignorance here i think that's something that's being worked on um uh probably the 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 most likely integration there like xop ledger to ilp at the moment would be with zoom but it sounds like that's also something that um, Jay's working on as well. So, yeah, I mean, the, the way I would view it is uh, Interledger is a sort of a, a layer on top of XRP Ledger. XRP Ledger is, is you know, it's, a, it's, it's an actual ledger where the, the, uh, like the value actually moves on the ledger. Um, so you, you do your actual movement between two accounts on the ledger, whereas ILP is is just a messaging layer. So you, um, you know, when you do the payment, you, you're clearing the payment by ILP. So if you wanted to say, if you're talking about an integration, it would it would mean um, one or more interledger connectors um, that have chosen to use the XRP ledger as their settlement mechanism, and that could be with XRP or it could be with some other currency using XRP ledger as the settlement ledger. Uh, thanks for that. Thanks for that, Adrian. Um, yeah, uh, that's that's all I have. Um, I just wanted to find out um, how would I be able to get access to the OAuth um, for um, our platform um, just for users to be able to register or log in with their Coil um, subscription. Yeah, can answer that, Mark. So I'll chat with Artsin internally about, about the award assets and uh, see what we can do. We've not given access to people to, to people recently, so I'll chat up with Artsin to see what's the latest on, on, on that. Uh, thank you very much, Uchi. I uh, really appreciate that. Uh, what, Mark, what's the, um, what's the URL of your um, site? Um, right now, we're um, in a closed beta, and okay. we, we, we only have a few people um, accessing our platform. Um, but if you would like to um, test it out, I could send you an email with the invitation. Um, as well as um, we still we still um, building the platform. We're still waiting for XLS twenty to be um, amended on the XRP ledger so that we could uh, have the NFT music store up and running. Um, as well as we're going to be building uh, um, some hooks for split payments between artists who are involved. So um, yeah, we we are currently building the MVP and. Hopefully, we'll be ready before the end of the fourth quarter. Thank you. Cool. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll stay in touch. I think um, 
like one of the things um, that, well, uh, was certainly on the roadmap um, or, or was the, the sort of the frame of thought um, for uh, being able to make payments from COIL um, was that instead of it working the same way as web monetization does today, where it's, you know, COIL actually buying content online on behalf of their users, they're not spending the user's money, um, was that you would be able to bring in an ILP-enabled wallet. So anyone who supports open payments APIs and actually link your COIL account to that wallet. And then whenever, so if a user with a COIL extension like visited your site and wants to buy some music, they can actually make an explicit purchase from their ILP-enabled um, wallet. Um, so that's the idea. And that, that's what we would, you know, facilitate with Fainboss. But the goal would be all the all Interledger-enabled wallets. Like if you want to call yourself an ILP wallet, you, you're able to send ILP payments, receive ILP payments, but also support the APIs. So your, your account is embeddable um, in that way. Um, so yeah, I mean, we, we would love to stay in touch and understand a bit more about your product and what you're doing and, and see if we can help. Definitely, thanks, Adrian. Um, yeah, the, it just brought, uh, brought another question um, about like tipping uh, users. So we would, we would want to allow users to tip um, other artists based on if they enjoy a song that they're streaming, they could just use their payment pointer to do that rather than just only using their xrpl address to to do such a thing yeah that's the goal like that's exactly the kind of use cases we want to enable uh, thanks thanks for that um yeah we definitely will keep in touch thanks mark thanks for sharing with the project and uh we definitely love to uh stay in touch and learn more um so with that, we have uh, 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 come to an end to the uh, meeting, the community call. Uh, so we have our Interledger Slack channel. I'm sharing the link in the chat. Uh, feel free to join, and you can stay in touch with the, the community, the team, and ask any questions that you may have. Um, with that, uh, before we uh, sign off, any final questions, thoughts? Great. Thanks, Thanks for me. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Cheers. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. Thanks. Thank you.